airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to Friday. Mm-hmm. Great. Friday. Yay, we've, we've made it. I want to say congratulations to everyone on this Friday. Uh-huh. Glad that you found one in your size. It looks great on you. <laughs> it looks great. It's a nice looking Friday on you. Yeah, thank you. Where'd you get your Friday? Um, I like uh, it. Uh, okay. Thank you, deep and spiritual. <laughs> you couldn't just couldn't just continue on with Miki's awkward joke. You had to. This is what I deal with, well, guys. I mean, uh, like this is what I deal with all the time. Like that's where I mean, everybody in, got in, their Friday from. And many, amen. Of course. <laughs> hey. In, in many Why? of our settings, guys, this is what I deal with with Will the Great. Will the Great? Let me tell you, Will the Great has um, had such an impact on my life. In the fifteen years that we've been married, Will the Great has caused me to look deeply into the word of God. He has challenged me on a lot of the theology that, that I grew up believing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But boy, was it tough. Like it was tough <laughs> I, because I, like when we got married, let me tell you guys what I felt like happened. Come on, man. So Will and I both grew up with the same kind of tradition in church, like yes. being taught kind of the same things. Basically, we didn't know each other growing up. Right. Um, we met when I was in college and you were training to be a missionary. I would later finish college and then train to be a missionary as well. Right. And uh, then you and I got married and we went into missions together doing the same thing that you were doing before we got married, which is traveling as evangelists to our universities mm-hmm. um, to equip students to witness and to take their campus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy, I bet we need some evangelists today to our universities and colleges. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I bet we need some. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I can only imagine. Um, well, anyway, when we got married, we started, you know, um, having these deeper discussions about what we've long held. And I remember, I remember, it's so funny, like, we must just all be family here, right? Aaron, the Addison's audience, we must yeah, just sure. all be family because yeah. we share so much. Yeah. Um, but I, re- I remember being like, you tricked me. <laughs> you tricked me. What, what do you mean? What, you, you tricked no, me. Like, this is like, you know, and, and, uh, and you said, no, Meek, I've just, I've been praying. And, and as I continue to study the word of God, I'm seeing some things that are inconsistent with what we've been taught. And, um, and you really began to instruct me in those things and to challenge me in those things. And because I'm a student of the word, I began to read the word without filtering it through what I was already taught. Mm. So I, my prayer was, Lord, I want to know you and I want to know the truth. And so I started on my own reading and reading, which is difficult to do because we all have these kind of constructs that we come to the Bible with mm-hmm. and whether we realize it or not, whether we realize it or not. Like, and if you want to test yourself on it, well, unless you've been previously challenged in this area, if you want to test yourself on your constructs that you bring to the word of God, start asking yourself who God is. Mm. Many people begin by describing who God is to them. Right. 
And so it's, it's like filter through your own experience right. with God, filter through what you've been taught about God. Right, you know, right. um, we don't understand the fact that God has revealed himself to us independently of us. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't realize that, you know? And so anyway, my prayer was, Lord, you know, help me. I, I really, I want to know you. I want to know the Lord. I, I love the Lord so much, you know? And, um, and so as I started reading in the scriptures, um, man, it was just obvious that a lot of what I believed the word to be saying because I was told this is what it's saying. When you read it, that's not what it's saying. Mm. And, and that's difficult. I think that's difficult for a lot of people to, to wrestle with. I was thinking and pondering uh, earlier this morning that one of the problems that we have in our culture as we navigate is based on a faulty view of the word of God and how that's supposed to drive our engagement, how we're supposed to live faithfully. And then additionally, those of us who think that we are full of the word of God, closer inspection reveals that we are full of commentaries on God's word. Yeah, yeah. E, e, yeah. E. That's true. It's not, it's not <laughs> fun, but it's true. Like, yeah. you know, there's some people who are like, if a person stands up to read the Bible, they sort of check out until they get to their opinion on the Bible. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, we know, we got it, right. Philippians 1. Okay, got it. What, what do you think about that? Ah, we should be like, yes, the word of God, high up, and then what is a person expounding mm-hmm. on that? Like, what is a person explaining? What are they teaching? Is it sound? But that's secondary to actually reading the word itself. I mean, this is in part why we had a reformation, mm. that men might have access to the word of God for themselves and might mm-hmm. be able to explore the truth of the gospel, not what someone thinks we can understand or what we should know. And that partially being an error. <laughs> I mean, if we just want to be honest about yeah. it. But anyway, I joke with you that you always kind of come down with the hammer. Like even I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> I you're, just, yeah. You're you like, know. take a deeper look. You gotta be me. You know, you have to be you. And that's why I married you. If you were to be someone else, I'd still be married to you, but we'd be seeing a counselor. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. just, let's just be honest. Nothing against it, counselors. You know? they, Nothing they, against counselors at all. Job. I love them. <laughs> Let's go back to this to this like faithful line. Some of my best friends are counselors. That's true. That is actually true. That's actually true. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. And and look, and 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 whenever my counselor friends come into town, she knows who she is. Um I get free counseling. <laughs> you have people in the medical field that you get free medical advice from? Well, there you go. I get free counseling and well, I love it. Go. I appreciate it. Um, hey, it's Friday, so we do a lighter. We do a lighter show on Friday. We yeah. kind of um, ease into the weekend. I want to do a hodgepodge today. If it's go ahead. But first, I, I want you to make an announcement about what you're doing tomorrow. Man, I appreciate you for that. I am going to be speaking at Hope Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. I'm going to be teaching a group of women who love the Lord Jesus Christ unapologetically, and uh, the 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 theme or the topic that I'm going to be speaking on is um, is there anything praiseworthy, whatever is praiseworthy, we're to think on those things, as the Apostle Paul said to the Philippians. And in order to do that, as is my custom when I teach women, I am going to unpack Philippians a little bit because I think before we get to chapter 4 on understanding what we should be thinking on, we have to understand the background, the occasion for Paul's letter to the Philippians. We have to understand what Paul himself was enduring and then for him to get to the end of that letter and say, and finally... (laughs) Mm. <laughs> I mean, it just it just all comes into focus. And mm-hmm. so so we'll be talking about that tomorrow. It starts at 830 at Hope Church. You might call Hope and let them know that you're coming, I think. 
um, because they are planning refreshments. There's a, a short break, and then I'll be speaking a second time. So it'll be a two-part message okay. on um, focusing on what is praiseworthy, especially in the time that we live in. Mm-hmm. And um, as as is my custom, uh, it all points to Jesus. So we'll start with what is ultimately praiseworthy, and that is the fact that the gospel is true. Amen. And for those of us who have uh, received Jesus and have accepted what he has done for us as totally and completely sufficient, um, man, that is ultimately praiseworthy. Amen. Right. And so anyway, so we'll be talking about that tomorrow. Awesome. That's Hope Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. And um, hopefully you'll come out 830 to 12 tomorrow. Uh, it is a kid friendly message. So what I mean by that is if you have daughters that you're thinking of bringing, you can bring them. I'm bringing my daughters. It's a women's meeting. And um, I'm bringing my daughters who are 12 and 11. And that's my custom. I try to do that when I go to um, to speak to women mm-hmm. uh, because I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know that I can bring them yeah. and that it's going to be OK. But I think it's so important for our kids to see us in all of these different um, you know, facets of life. Mm-hmm. And so me as a teacher to women, I want them to know that, you know, this is important. You right. know what I mean? And, and right. to be able to see that. So I try to bring them with me when I go and do that. And then when we minister as a family, travel, whatever, what is it we're doing, we bring our kids with us mm-hmm. um, because we want them to understand the importance of what it is that That's we're right. doing. So anyways, I want to say this too. Um, we do a lighter show on Friday. Mm-hmm. It's kind of going to be a, a, hod, a hodgepodge because we got to talk about some of the, look back on the week. We're going to open up the phone lines early okay? because I realized we didn't have time yesterday. And I want to say a shout out to Marty Snarks <laughs> See what I did there? Snarky. No, just kidding. <laughs> Marty Sparks is uh, in for Sherry B today. And so uh, we're going to open the phone lines and uh, it may get a little wild, you know, but I, I really want to hear from our listeners. Uh, and you can talk about any topic that we've discussed this week. If you want to talk about uh, raising special needs kids, uh, that was a topic of our conversation. If you want to talk about um, raising secular Christian kids, you know, as a mm. caution, we talked about that earlier in the week. If you want to talk about, oh, I don't know, there was some topic we had yesterday. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's left my mind. Uh, <laughs> it's I, it's I gone think completely some out have of questions my mind. About that. If you want to, if you want to comment on our conversation yesterday mm. about John MacArthur and Beth Moore, yeah, you can call. Look, somebody's like, I was waiting for her to say that. <laughs> Open up those phone lines right now. What's the number, girl? <laughs> the number is eight eight eight. Five eight nine eight eight four zero. I'm gonna say something on it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> eight. Look at <laughs> just be respectful. <laughs> I have no doubt that people will be respectful. Like we can we can reason together. Yeah. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people have I love just, it. You know, questions and comments about that. Uh, you know, hold on. The phone lines just went crazy. Marty's like, wait a minute, man. (laughs) Marty's like, I want to eat my Cheetos. What's going on? (laughs) All right. Well, the phone lines. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you what just happened with the phone lines. The phone lines were going out on a date and just got a sudden breakout. Like the phone lines just (laughs) It's like, man, what are we going to do about this? Um, 888-589-8840. Obviously, you don't need the number anymore. We'll get all of your... (laughs) We'll get all of your calls loaded up. But it's it's also Chick-fil-A activism day. Oh, sure is. We have already engaged in Chick-fil-A activism. Mm-hmm. Our kids doing their part with us on <laughs> Marty. <laughs> Marty. Chick-fil-A. Ma- <laughs> yes. I hey. can eat there seven times a day. Everyone be sober in this Where moment. The people laugh and children it's very play. serious. Oh, I'm in love. 
with Chick-fil-A. Yes, it's true. I am. I'm in love with Chick-fil-A. So I got this sweet, dear little story here to share with you as mm -hmm. part of us uh, engaging in some Chick-fil-A activism and then also um, passing some information on to you. I got um, a copy of an article that is about 11 years old from a dear sister who said, I think you're going to appreciate this. Like mm -hmm. she knows how much I appreciate Chick-fil-A activism and Chick-fil-A stories. And so um, it's kind of become fun. And, uh, and this story is an article from um, August the 2nd of 2008. August 2nd, 2008. And this is the headline of the article, Mercy for Two Vandals. Mercy for Two Vandal. Vandals. August 2nd, 2008. Here's the article. Listen to this. Chick-fil-A exec decides justice for girls. Chick-fil-A restaurant founder, S. Truett Cathy has decided two girls accused of causing $30,000 in damage to his home should be punished with a writing assignment instead of charges. Wow. <laughs> Guys, come ah. on, right? Okay, so okay. here we go. I'd never heard this story before. Uh, 11 years ago, never heard this story. Um, but here we go. In a deal, Cathy worked out with their parents. The girls must write, I will not vandalize other people's property 1,000 times. Wow. They're also banned from watching TV and playing video games for six months and must read a quote-unquote good book for three hours a day and send him a book report every week for 13 weeks. Wow. <laughs> this is amazing, right? Uh, New, Smyrna Beach, New Smyrna Beach police told the Dayton Beach News Journal that the preteens broke into Kathy's home two weeks ago and sprayed fire extinguishers, mm. threw eggs, and left water running in the kitchen. Mm. The 87-year-old Kathy, who founded the Atlanta-based fast food chain known for its cow billboards, said he didn't want to prosecute the girls and leave them with a criminal record. Wow. Look this is that. amazing. Kathy said, quote, I tried to be lenient with them but wanted to punish them. I wanted to show them there was a better way than the way they were going. Mm. Police say the girls entered through an open back door at the at the home known as the uh, the the Chick-fil-A Lodge between July 11th and the 15th. Police say that they also had a food fight on the tennis court and poured vegetable oil on a dining room table so they could use it as a slip and slide. Man, it was turning up. I mean, they <laughs> wow. were like gremlins. I mean, come on, man. They turned into gremlins fed after That's midnight right. in the Kathy's home. Wow. And here's the thing. This story goes on to say, but in the interest of time, I'll just kind of kind of wrap it up. Uh, the girls did it when asked why they did it, because they were bored. They were bored. They were bored. They just didn't have come anything on, better to do. And and in conclusion, guys, eat more chicken. This is what your money goes to support. People who have these kinds of values still. Yeah. <laughs> God bless this dear man who's wow. with the Lord. Anyways, all right, we'll take the break. Aaron the Addisons, and we'll go to the phone lines, so stay close. My flag and country, my home and life. Proud to stand and fight for the stars and stripes. Brave men and women told to sacrifice so we can live in freedom and have our rights. You might not like my guns or my faith, but I'm an American son by God's grace. 
tried and true, born and raised, and it's a million more like me across the state. This is the home of the brave and land of the free. If you don't love this country, you can pack up and leave. Soldiers, teachers, farmers, preachers, God bless them all. We pray for the leaders, hardworking folks, America's backbone, and all who love this land we call home. Help each other and respect the law. Got that life, liberty, and justice for all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Huh? We're on the younger side of Gen X. <laughs> so we we like we like rap music. Now that would be what you call rump rap country. <laughs> rump rump tree. That's that's a rump tree song right there. And I, I just want to say to everyone who didn't know that they liked rap music, you're welcome. Because there were some of you that were like, wait, don't stop it, Addisons. Hold on. They, they just told people to pack up and leave. Hold up. We like it. I know you like it. That's okay. We thought well, that's especially for you. I know. Uh, I don't know if Wendy is listening to us, but I know she likes this. She likes this group. Whosoever South. Whosoever South. Yes. Yeah. You guys look them up. They've got a new project out. It's pretty good. It is all about being proud and blessed and encouraged to live in the United States of America. It is standing boldly against liberals who want us to be the anti-patriots. <laughs> like they want us to be ashamed to be American. So this album is very in your face. We listened it to it it's on our trip face. back from Virginia. And uh, we enjoyed it. Our kids enjoyed it. They were like, okay, who's this? All right, we <laughs> it's like it. A little different. It's very good. It's very yeah, good. It's yeah. very in your face and very proud to be an American, which is not popular these days. No. I and want I think you, to you hate can be an American. You really upset <laughs> liberals when you take rap music from them. <laughs> and then if you can mash it up with country music, oh, oh my, man. they lose their minds. <laughs> they lose their like, wow. <laughs> And then, and then you make the rap music country and patriotic, and they don't know what to do. Right. They're like, oh, no. They just explode. It it's the same be. thing that happens when people eat Chick-fil-A sandwiches. They lose <laughs> their minds. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's The Friday Edition. We're so yes. happy that you're listening. Let me just say something to you people. <laughs> you people. You people. It's as if we didn't do any other show topic this entire week, because <laughs> all you want to talk about is the little you show we that. did. I did know you it. Knew that. I know it. All we want it's to talk about topic, man. is people, the little know. topic we discussed yesterday, Will the Great. I mean, these people are so messy <laughs> and just so messy, but it's okay, you know, because you guys also like rap music and country. <laughs> so so here we go. We'll go to the phone lines. Are you ready? Um, I We prayed during the break. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> Will was like, Lord, lead us, give us wisdom. Help yeah. us <laughs> I often wanna, find myself saying that. I, amen. We don't want to <laughs> upset people. I, I heard from our brother Tony in New Orleans, right? Yes. And our brother Tony said he wasn't sure he understood the story. Um, uh, he, he wasn't sure he understood the show yesterday. He didn't mm -hmm. understand exactly what we were trying to say. Yeah. Uh, which is always our aim. We're going for uh, top-level confusion. <laughs> Whenever we no, do a radio program, on. that's what we're in it for. And so if you don't <laughs> walk away confused, then I guess we haven't done our job. So you're welcome, Tony. <laughs> you're welcome. Holler at us later. All right, Will, to the phone lines. Um, where do we go, your greatness? <laughs> All right, we're going to go to, I said, Lydia in, in Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh, goodness. Hi, Lydia. Hi. Hi. Yeah, um, I... I heard your little kind of joke yesterday before the Beth Moore thing about gossip, <laughs> and I thought it was funny I, because some people would look at it that way, mm -hmm. but I don't at all. Mm -hmm. And we're in the age of apostasy, mm -hmm. and there are times when I have said something about um, a Christian person who's gone south or mm -hmm. wherever you, I live in the south, so I mean, you know. <laughs> I know what you mean. I got gotcha. you. 
awry. And um, <laughs> they, people act offended sometimes, and mm-hmm. that's not something to be offended about if no. you're speaking truth. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I know there were things about Beth Moore on, I saw it on YouTube, a friend of mine actually in California um, told me about it, her doing some kind of contemplative prayer with mm. this monk or something oh, like mm-hmm. that. But yeah. she also had made comments on Twitter and somewhere else about when Judge Roy Moore was running for office and there were no sexual allegations proved against him mm-hmm. uh, or no, you know, nothing was proven that mm-hmm. there were allegations. And I heard all about it on this station. And yeah. Everything sounded very full of holes, but, you know, she got on there and made some comment about him mm-hmm. that sounded derogatory, and I just thought, you know, um, it, it really bothers me for, because that happens so much now yeah. politically. Yeah. You know. No, Lydia, I, let me let me say just, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Lydia. Well, I was going to say one other thing real quickly that happened with me. I was helping in Sunday school with another woman, and she had done it more often than me, that class. And there was a policy, take the kids to the restroom uh, with another person. It was a fairly big church, and there were a lot of um, people that they ministered to that they didn't know. Mm -hmm. And um, she told me, well... This little boy wanted to go. She goes, oh, you don't have to go with him, just the girl. And um, my, my, the bottom line is I, I spoke about it to somebody else in charge, and they acted like I was gossiping. Oh, okay. And it okay. wasn't that at all. It's just, you know. Yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. Lydia, thank you so much for calling. I just want to say, and I think, you, I think you know this too, so I really enjoy being able to laugh whenever we can and so my comments on this as gossip was really just a little bit of uh, levity in, yeah. in the situation. It was mm-hmm. not at all to suggest that us talking about people who would be teaching um, what does not comport with Scripture, that's not gossip at all. Right. In fact, we are compelled to warn people of the false teachers among us and, and warn those who, in fact, mark those who cause divisions among us. So right. so not at all. I don't I that was that was that was really a joke, um, mm. just like calling all of these calls that are lined up messy. I don't really mean that either, guys. You're going to get me over time. You're going to be like, oh, that's a joke. That's serious. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. That was just a joke. Just to kind of, because this is a heavy, this is a heavy topic, mm-hmm. right? And there are people who are really upset on both sides of the discussion for different reasons. And right. so um, if, you know, just to find a little bit of levity in it, but that's what I was suggesting. N- not at all to say that interest in this nor discussion on it is is gossip. That's not at all what I meant. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Anything that we've talked about all this week or just yesterday is on the table <laughs> for discussion. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Linda in Texas. Hi, Linda. Hi, Will. I want to thank you and Miki for more intelligently speaking our hearts. Oh, mm. glory to God. Thank you. You guys are amazing, and you encourage me every day when I'm, I'm a Grammy, and I wait in line for my grandson at school, and oh. you just encourage me so much. Oh, that oh, thank is you, wonderful. Linda. Thank you so Appreciate much for letting that. us be a part of your day. And can I also just commend you for being a Grammy and, and being involved in your grandkids' lives? Like, I mean, that means so much to us as moms, and, and so I just want to say thank you. Um, I know 
that your daughter or son, I, I know that they appreciate you, but I just want to say, man, that's real MVP life. Yeah. When you are like, you know what, I'm done rearing, but I'm still involved in kids' lives. And mm-hmm. man, that's, that is wonderful. So God bless you. And thank you so much for your encouragement. We appreciate it. 888-589-8840 if you want to talk to us. Well, the great, where do we go next? Let's go to Rick in Louisiana. Hi, Rick. Mr. and Ms. Addison, as we're speaking, I'm telling the truth. I am waving a white flag. I'm doing that right now. I'm coming in peace, and I have nothing to contradict or complain with about what you said yesterday. I wanted to mention one thing to think about, and it's just by way of filling in a blank. Okay. The Word of God says that a woman is to be subject to her own husband. Amen. Not somebody else's husband. That's right. But mm-hmm. your, your own husband. And also says that a woman's not permitted to have authority over a man. Mm-hmm. I have seen women in this present time and in the past who were submitted to their husband, and they told their husband they felt the calling of God to preach, and their husband told them to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was not a matter of usurping the authority over the man. Mm-hmm. The only reason they preached was because the husband gave his blessings mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Now, every day when I listen to you guys, Miss Addison, you were preaching to me. <laughs> and I'm always okay with it because I always hear the mister sitting right next to you like he's doing now, mm-hmm. uh, amen, and, and encouraging you. And I know you work under the umbrella of his authority. Amen. I know you choose to work just with women, and, and it's good not to be a, a, a rabble-rouser, but I don't think the Word of God limits you. If you were to get an invitation to preach to men, and if they were to accept you, and the mister were to say yes, it appears from all my study that the Word of God is clear that you have that liberty Catherine and William Booth both preached and started the Salvation Army. She did not just preach to women. Mm-hmm. William gave her permission, and she preached. You know, that's hmm. just something to think about. Rick, God bless you, brother, thank and, you, and thank you for the humor with which you started your comments. There, it's, it really is. I, I appreciate it, and uh, thank you so much for listening, and, and, and thank you for your comments. Let me give the number again: eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. 888-589-8840. You can comment on anything we've talked about this week or uh, yesterday. And it's interesting that Rick mentioned uh, William and Catherine Booth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I became interested in Catherine Booth uh, because I'm a student of church history. Right. And so when I came across the Booths in my study of church history, I was fascinated with Catherine. And I was fascinated with her um, actually in 1878 or 1865. Well, okay, let me just, Catherine Booth lived from 1829 to 1890. And in her life, in her ministry with her husband, she actually wrote several different sort of defenses for women preaching and women uh, proclaiming the truth. Now, the difference is this. Um, Catherine, as, as, at least as far as I'm reading, I have, a, I have a book right here in my hand. It's right. so interesting that Rick <laughs> would bring it up. I held it up as, as, as uh, Rick was talking. But I have a book right here in my hand written by Mrs. Booth. Mm-hmm. And the book is Female Teaching and Female Ministry. Now, what it doesn't appear that Catherine is arguing is that women should oversee churches. Mm-hmm. That doesn't appear to be her argument. It does appear, however, that she is saying that, that women can teach, that mm-hmm. women can preach. 
And it's really interesting the way that William and her and William and his wife, Catherine, worked together not only to build the Salvation Army, but to rear their children. All of their children went on to be involved in the Salvation Army. So Catherine didn't lose her household in this ministry that the Lord called her to. And one of the things that's pointed out in a book that I read, um, it's How God Saved Civilization. It's a church history book written um, by, oh, my goodness, uh, Pastor. Oh, goodness. out of Garlow. James Garlow, thank yes. you so much. <laughs> Written by Pastor James Garlow, How God Saved Civilization. And one of the things that um, that Pastor Garlow points out when he gets to William and Catherine Booth is that Catherine Booth would often draw larger crowds than her husband's, mm. than her husband's crowds mm-hmm. uh, in the 1800s, which is fascinating <laughs> to wow. me. So I'm I'm not really... My thing is this, and you know, I understand that there are different people who will make different arguments. My aim yesterday was not necessarily to try to teach doctrine or theology. I I wasn't attempting to do that, neither were you, Will. What we were trying to say was that Pastor John MacArthur made, um, I would say, a hyperbolic statement. Like, I, I would say it wasn't even what he believes, and I just our caution was that we have to be careful with that because there are feminists in the church. I'm not talking about the world misunderstanding. Right. I'm talking about in the church, church. there are people who are chomping at the bit to divide us over a misunderstanding of what the word says about the roles of women. The Lord does not devalue women. The Lord has roles and he has function for women. And it's very clear in the scriptures when you look at it, but the Lord does not devalue women, nor does the Lord um, rebuke women and watch this is, you know, you don't see when you read the Bible, you don't see the Lord rebuking women. And I mean, by the spirit of God in the new Testament, nor as, as you read through the gospels, you don't see the Lord rebuking women for a position of leadership in the world. Mm -hmm. If that were to be condemned, and I just want to throw this out as food for thought, but if that were to be condemned, It would have been very easy for Luke in the book of Acts when he's writing to Theophilus. It would have been very easy for him to ignore the leading women. It would have been very easy for him to ignore the influential women, among them Damaris. Mm. And uh, it would have been very easy for Paul to ignore Lydia Mm. in Philippi. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that you have this woman who is very wealthy and very successful, very influential, who the Bible says... She prevails upon Paul and his his travelers, his fellow ministers who's traveling with him and asking them to come and stay at her house. And the apostle, you would think if he has an issue with women, he would say, where's your man? (laughs) And by man, I mean, whether it's her father or whether it's her husband, you know, there's some debate over where is the man in Lydia's life? You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to get into all of that. But the apostle Paul doesn't do that. The Bible records that Lydia prevailed upon them and they go and stay at her house and her house is the beginning of the church at Philippi. Mm. Now, something else that's interesting is that people will say, well, maybe he just didn't know her family and he's responding. But that's not true, because if you read the order of that account in Acts chapter 16, what you actually see is that Lydia gets saved and baptized. She and her family. So if there is some male to whom Paul should be speaking versus this woman who has an incredible amount of power and influence, if you will, then I think the Bible would have recorded that Paul addressed the man, the man or the family member. And the Bible doesn't show us that. So I think we have to be careful in what our brother Rick pointed out, I think is really important in that women are called to submit to their own husbands. Amen. That's right. So that's why when, you know, when... (laughs) 
I mean, it's not a blanket statement that men are always in positions of power over women, point blank. But they're a stated order for the family and for the church. That's right. The Bible acknowledges women of influence and women of means. Even those giving and helping the Lord out of their own means. <laughs> That's right. So women are not denigrated in the Bible. And this is why I'm going to bat for this, just to defend the worth and the value of women in the Bible, but also in 21st century America. Now, there's a way for us to do that biblically that glorifies God. Mm -hmm. um, I think our culture is trying to run away from that. Mm -hmm. I'm exploring right now and developing, talking and teaching against feminism. That's good. <laughs> I may be doing that soon. All right, we got to grab the break and we'll go right back to the phone line. Stay close. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening and spending some time with us on a Friday. Look, I, we consider this an intentional hangout with you. Yeah. And I know that's revolutionary, <laughs> right? But um, we genuinely love the body of Christ. And so when we have the opportunity to get together with you, it's always a blessing. I just got this message on the Aaron the Addisons Facebook page from Sherry, who says the AFR app does not list your Aaron the Addisons in the program lineup from 2 to 3. Oh, no. It shows Tim Wildman from 1 to 2.30 p.m., then David Barton from 2.30 to 3. Oh, no. Sherry, let me tell you what this is. This is white oppression. <laughs> Stop it. Those two white men are listed in the place where the two black people oh, are supposed to be. Sherry, thank you for pointing that out. We're going to go directly to I Tim. I hope people with get this. your jokes. I don't know. They will eventually. <laughs> hey, no, seriously, Sherry, let me tell you. So that is under the weekend lineup. You were looking under the weekend lineup. If you look under the evening or the afternoon lineup under the app, you'll see us. We're there. So that was just a joke, people. That was just a, so, but Sherry, you, you were looking at Saturday, and that is exactly what is in the spot on Saturday afternoon. Uh -huh. But if you look on the weekday afternoons, Aaron, go. the Addisons are there. So there you go. Just like that, we're no longer oppressed. <laughs> we could change this Our country. burdens have been lifted. We, I've come out. Hey, hey. This is how I got over. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Erica in Texas. Hi, Erica. Hi, guys. Um, I'm, I'm new to listening to you guys. Um, I've been listening, well, not new, new, but... Um, I've never, you know, heard of you guys. And when I, when you guys came on at two o'clock on the radio, um, I've been listening to y'all and I just want to say what an encouragement you guys are in my life. Oh, <laughs> um, God. The stuff that you guys talk about it, um, it gives me knowledge and it gives me, it gives me a sense of pride in who I am as, um, as a woman, Mickey, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> but also, um, to have that respect that we need for our husbands. Amen. And I think a lot of times, um, or even now nowadays, um, the women forgets, you know, not in a bad way, but like what our role is in life, you know, and, 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 um, and we tend to try to, to overrule the man. And, mm. and, um, I just, I just want to say, um, I told my husband, I told my husband this, um, that you give me, you know, pride to be a woman, but how to love him and respect my husband more, oh. you know, and Man, um, we started, uh, my husband started ministering when we were in our, in our early twenties. And, um, and I used to get upset when he would, 
you know, spend the time with God because you need to spend time with God and it'll take hours and, you know, days at a time. And um, I didn't have um, a, uh, my mom grew up in church, but to not worry her, I wouldn't come to her. Mm-hmm. And um, so I really, in church, I didn't have, um, I guess, um, somebody that I can confide in and to help me understand, you know, the time that my husband needs with, with, um, with God, you know, since he's bringing the word of God, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I think it's important to have um, women leaders, you know, because, you know, they teach the women, you know, yeah. how mm-hmm. we're biblical. supposed to be and, and how, um, how we are, how I heard a preaching one time um, on the radio also. And the man said, um, I can't remember who it was, but he said, you know, the we're as a woman, you know, and, and our husband is in ministry, you know, um, you know, we're considered a helper when he feels down and, you know, we try to lift him up and encouragement, yeah. encourage him. And, um, and he goes, he's like, that's kind of like what the Holy Spirit does. You know, he's an encourager. He's, he lifts you up and it gave me, it gave me understanding of, mm. you know, this is who I'm supposed to be and how to, to my serve husband. and how to serve your husband and love your husband biblically. You know, I try to tell, I try to tell women and in, in discipleship and in, in teaching. Um, I, I try to encourage women that our mandates in scripture do not depend on how we feel. And if we understood that as women, we could serve and love our husbands better. Mm. You know, it doesn't depend on how you feel or the mood that you're in yeah. Or the personality of your husband. Yeah. Our obedience to God is between us and the Lord. Right. right? And then we benefit. Because the thing is, if if, uh, usually opposites attract, you Mm -hmm. know, and (laughs) and like in our case, you know, if you're more vocal and, you know, uh, than I am or sometimes people tend to say, well, I could just do this and lead and do and you know like the, the one might say i can just lead you know mm-hmm. no but that's not the that's not what how god wants that's it exactly that's not right. how he set it out i don't need you to yell at me mm-hmm. for me to know how to submit and to serve you exactly it's clearly laid out in the scriptures it's clear it's yeah. clear yeah and thank you for not yelling at me oh yeah. i really do appreciate that that means a lot let's <laughs> oh. go back to the phone lights will the great <laughs> all right let's go to becky in louisiana hi becky hi Thank you so much, Nikki and Will, rightly dividing the word, and Praise for God. all the research you put into things that we don't know, mm. you know, the uh, uh, the way the tactics that are being used to mm. divide us. Mm-hmm. And I do comment that it was a tragic way that the enemy used John MacArthur, and one reason I say that is that when the Manhattan Declaration he would not sign, he was one of the few men that stood against the seeds of a one-world church. So the devil's working overtime. Mm, thank and I thank you, folks. Oh, thank God you. bless you, Becky. We, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your encouragement. We'll try to keep doing that. We'll try to keep researching what's happening in the culture. And we'll keep talking about it yeah. boldly and unapologetically. So, so glory to God um, that there's blessing in that. Where do we go next, Will the Great? Let's go to David in Illinois. Hi, David. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, good. Well, I just first I want to say you got you are so right on. I mean, I listen to you, and I just love what you're doing, and um, I appreciate that. We need your voice um, 
on the radio waves to be speaking truth. Um, God bless you. So <laughs> I'm going to kind of piece my thoughts together here because I've only listened to parts of the show in the last couple of days and okay. what happened with John MacArthur. I just wanted to make a comment on that. Okay. I've, I've listened to John MacArthur and, and studied uh, a lot of his uh, books and listened to his sermons for years. And my, uh, my feel, if MacArthur said something that harsh like go home, I think he get, he might be fed up. There's so many things in the times in the church where we've got this new thing and everybody's jumping on this new thing mm-hmm. and the new thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Scripture is it doesn't change, man. And I think I think John MacArthur might just be kind of fed up. It's like, <laughs> okay, here we go again. You know, somebody's trying to go off down some some path where we've been down that before and we've proven. Mm-hmm. You know what? This is what Scripture says. Mm-hmm. So that's just my 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 take on it. Mm-hmm. As far as men and women in Scripture, I mean, uh, women. I don't have the gifts that women have to give to the church. I can't do in the church what God has gifted women to do, and likewise, the women don't have what God has gifted the men to do. Amen. We right, rightly, right, rightly take our roles. And not compete. I just see, mm. it seems so many times it's like competing, and we're not competing. We compliment each other. I mean, you know, like uh, Forrest Gump, we're peas and carrots, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so I really get frustrated with that to say, what is your strength? What has God made you for? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's clear, like you, you just said earlier, it's clear in Scripture what our roles are. Yeah. If we're abiding by our roles, and doing uh, what our God said, like, Miki, I mean, you, you are powerful. You're a speaker. And, man, I'll sit down and listen to you any day of the week. I'll tell you right <laughs> now, because you've got some wisdom, lady, and I appreciate it. Um, but you understand that God, ha- you know, has his, his headship with Christ and the man and the Amen. woman and the children and on down the line. Amen. That's where we got to fall on it. Um, but at any rate, that for what it's worth, that's I just wanted to share that. Today. Thank you. Well, that's Thank worth so a, that's worth a lot, David. Thank you. I you know I I love the way you broke that down and and because that is exactly how we should view our roles and our functions as gifts that the Lord has mm-hmm. given to the body of Christ. I, sure. I love the way you broke that down. That men don't have the gifts that God has given women, and women don't have the gifts that God has given men, and the way that we are set up to function. Now the enemy robs the church. The enemy robs the church of its vitality because you have women clamoring to do what men are supposed to do. Right. And then I would like to say you have men clamoring to do what women are supposed to, but that's not true. You just have men retreating, honestly, <laughs> oh, like if the women clamor to do what men are supposed to do. And the men just go, okay, well go ahead then. Yeah. And so then we are wow. robbed of the vitality of the church. We have to right. understand that the Bible says from the beginning, male and female, he made them in his image. Mm. So there is a picture that God wants to paint of who he is when both of us are functioning. Amen. Right. So you, you don't want a female dominated church. You don't want a male dominated church. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about everything that God did in the beginning and he's saying it's good. He's saying it's good. He's saying it's good. And then it's like the record scratches. <laughs> and then it's not good for Adam to be alone. Mm. Wait a minute. But everything's good. Mm. But then it's not good for Adam to be alone. And he's going to make a suitable helper for Adam. This is a blessing. Like I, I love being in the role 
of being your helper. That's not Amen. a downgrade to me. I, you know, I've told you this before, but I'm, I'm so grateful that you picked me to be your wife. Like, I mean, you <laughs> well, know, I you know, I know, I know. <laughs> they were all lined up and you were like, no, no, no you, I wouldn't say all that. you, we, we joke with our kids guys. Cause they always want to hear our story. Like, how did you guys get married? And like, how, you know, they, and so I tell these stories, um, because I'm animated and I'll say, well, it all happened in like airbrush. <laughs> <laughs> and daddy's hair, and you have to picture that Will has a bald head. Yeah. And I'll say, and daddy's hair was blowing in I the used wind. To have hair. He did. He and did. It, it used to blow in the wind. Too. <laughs> he, used, he used to. This is. We'll have <laughs> to right, post pictures go online. Back to the, back back to the back phone back. lines. All I'm saying is, there is a beauty, and there is a wonderful compliment for how God has made men and women, and yeah. it's not oppressive when we function in those roles. All Amen. right, where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Robin <laughs> in Arkansas. Hi, Robin. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi, I, I love y'all. I love the Addison. Just let me say that y'all are a wonderful blessing to me. And I drive down the road every day, and I listen to y'all, and I've learned so much from y'all. And I just wanted to tell you both thank you. And um, I just had a question mm-hmm. about uh, uh, women mm-hmm. that are that are preachers in the church, or preaching, you know, or leading the church mm-hmm. uh, because you know i've read in scripture where and and i you know i'm the furthest thing from like a student you know what i mean like like i i'm 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 not good like i should be all the time and so i but i have read where a woman is supposed to keep silent mm-hmm. in in the church i know i know you know where i'm talking about yeah. mm-hmm. first just, timothy you know i just and really, and I'm, and you know, my husband is just, just calm as the sea, and I'm the firecracker of the family, if you want to say. <laughs> but I know, right? Um, and and anyway, thank you, Jesus, for my husband because he knew exactly who I needed and mm. put him in my life. Mm-hmm. But um, I just wanted to know your thoughts on that, or you know, I'm just trying to learn. You know, okay. Because let me let me say this, sister. Let me say this before we run out of too much time. Um, what I would do. So the the scripture that you're referring to is First Timothy chapter two, and uh, you can be, you would begin at verse eleven, and go through verse fourteen. Um, if you read that scripture and you don't do any theological gymnastics with it, mm-hmm. it is. I think it's very. I think it's very self-explanatory. I really do. And, and I, I think that it's important for us to understand that the word of God is breathed out by God. Right. And Amen. so that means that a person who is eight or nine or 10 or 65 can read it and understand it. And, and I would say this, when you look at that passage, you see, this is right before. So, so the apostle Paul is given order for the church, yeah. right? He's giving order for how the church is supposed to function. Now, again, reading the Bible in total, you would not you would not gather that women cannot participate or have nothing to say in church. Mm -hmm. The Apostle Paul refers repeatedly to his co-laborers who are also women who are advancing and who are leading in some capacity. But this refers to specific function where a woman is in a role of a leader teaching over men. Mm -hmm. And it's rooted in the creation account, which, by the way, the Lord repeatedly solidifies his order by going back to the beginning. Um, Jesus does this with marriage. The apostle Paul does this with marriage that you can't change it and make it whatever you want. And he anchors it by going back to the beginning. 
So for the role and function in the church, when you look at this, it's not something that you can kind of like slip out of. Like you can't wrestle yourself out of it because the Apostle Paul, by the Spirit of God, Mm -hmm. anchors it in the beginning. In the beginning with creation, yep. And it's not a downgrade. Like Mm -hmm. if if we understand that our Lord submitted to the Father, for a woman to be submissive to her husband and to understand our function, look, man, Jesus Christ is the greatest liberator. The difference between the liberation that the world wants and the liberation in the church is that Jesus liberates us unto obedience. The world liberates unto anarchy. <laughs> and it's not even a true liberation. They right. just call it that. Right. But it's for freedom that we are set free. Amen. It is not burdensome for us to submit to the Lord's wisdom. It is his wisdom how the church is ordered. It is his wisdom how our homes are ordered. Amen. Now, this has nothing to do with women owning businesses and running corporations. In fact, the Bible celebrated those women Mm -hmm. and utilized those women's gifts and means to advance the church. That's right. But when it comes to homes and when it comes to church, God gives us a clear picture and it's rooted in the creation account. That's right. We're out of time, Will the Great. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.